0: Hey guys, if you like listening to us, um, you can follow us on Twitter or email us. Follow us on Twitter at writer, W-R-T-R, bagel, B-A-G-E-L, basket, B-S-K-T, on Twitter, or email us, writersbagelbasket at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you want to do. Submit fan art, submit a logo, do anything, because we want to hear from you. And if you have show suggestions, email them. My name is Skeptic Scott. My people, the Bagel Baskets, have had to sit through awful show after awful show. And this week, we sat through the worst. Saved by the Bell, Running Zach, Season 3, Episode 13, It's in the Basket, The Writer's Bagel Basket. Tear me apart, Lisa!
1: Fourteen! Great birthdays without him! He never even sent me a damn card! TO WITH HIM! Because
0: I'm Homer Simpson! Pizza! 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 <laughs> I'm so
1: excited! I'm so... I'm scared! Hey, Bay Bikini! Bay kick? It was time
0: now. It was... was all the time I needed. Welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. My name is Scott Kerlin. And Dwight is still out, so I brought in some friends and family to just get us through Thanksgiving month. So I thought that last week I had my friends, this week I'm going to bring in some of my extended family. So my guest this week is my brother-in-law.
1: Hi, I'm Cole, (laughs) Scott's (laughs) brother-in-law. So Cole, what did we watch? We watched Running Zach. From? Saved by the Bell. And? It's a, it's an episode.
0: <laughs> so, I have said on the podcast several times, I love Saved by the Bell. It is a guilty pleasure for me. It really is, because like, I grew up watching it. I watched um, that. I watched Small Wonder. I watched Punky Brewster. Basically, uh, Saved by the Bell was on Saturday mornings for NBC, because when it came on, you gave me a look like, this is an NBC show?
1: Yeah, because like I was thinking that this is like a nickelodeon show or something like that like they would air on like teen nick or something and then it's like NBC. i'm like oh (laughs) this is a major studio
0: yeah well this was like the late 80s early 90s when nickelodeon wasn't really like they were only doing cartoons
1: yeah clearly i'm i'm not a 90s child so i'm gonna get that right off the bat so i've never seen this is the first episode i've actually ever sat through and seen
0: so, as we did in the last Say by the Bell episode, which, will, which was episode two, uh, some of the stuff that I'm going to point out, I, I discovered from either fan theories, or uh, there's a great Say by the Bell podcast called Go Bayside with comedian April Richardson, and she pointed out something very in particular that I will address later, um, but yeah, so, Cole, why don't you give us, like, a quick overview of what this episode is, really quick.
1: All right, um, Zach... Finds out his desc- he's descended from a Native American chief, um, and he tries to give a history project on it. Uh, it doesn't go well because um, he just doesn't put effort into it. And then his teacher sends to her friend from work, uh, Chief Henry, who is this Native American guy who lives in what appears to be a garage. Yeah, he looks a- like
0: he's a mechanic, <laughs> like yeah. like or like a handyman. I think he's like the UCLA handyman because he mentions, you know, learning arts and crafts from UCLA, so.
1: Yeah, it's just really weird because he's just in this little huddled shack and there's like a little brick wall next to him. I'm assuming that's like the building he's near, but I don't know if he's just a maintenance man or something, but he, he Zach goes there for advice about how to uh, do his project and everything and Chief Henry... Basically gives them the gist of what's going on and everything.
0: Yeah, that, that's a good overview. I mean, so this episode, we picked it because it's not really Thanksgiving-themed. I wanted to do a Say by the Bell one. Uh, after Say by the Bell, they went to primetime after they all graduated high school. They all went to primetime with Saved by the Bell, the college years, and they actually did a Thanksgiving episode.
1: There's a college years version of the <laughs> show? It lasted a season. I don't even know what to expect from it. And instead honestly. of having
0: like a Mr. Belding principal, they had uh, their resident advisor was like a former football player. It was Mike
1: Golick from. Was he like a forty-year-old man? Yeah. As an RA? Yeah. Yeah, Hi kids. I'm just like you. Why are you calling us kids? no reason
0: (laughs) it's like in a 30 rock where steve buscemi is the undercover detective and he goes to high school and he's got a backwards baseball cap and he's like hello fellow youngsters
1: oh that's what that's from yeah
0: oh yeah so in this episode it it opens up with zach they give him like they make ac slater in charge of like football and wrestling like he's like the best when it comes to that but zach is like king of like the really weird sports like like running track and um soccer
1: and uh basketball they have to give him like something to balance that out i guess because wasn't i do know one thing is that there's a huge rival between like fans of like who was the the better athlete of like the two or something no like
0: it was who was the hotter yeah, yeah who was the more hunkier throb. um i told dwight last time that my uh my imaginary friend growing up, like, I wanted to be cool like Zach Morris, so I always imagined that, like, I had Zach Morris as, like, like my imaginary friend telling me how to be cool. I wasn't. I wasn't.
1: I think you're pretty cool, Scott. Don't touch me. Okay.
0: <laughs> Get back in the corner. All right. Uh, so, in the episode, you find out that they have to do... Th- there's two things that are coinciding. There is a track meet against Valley. Valley is the the guys who they always play that's their rivals um so they have a track made against valley but also their their ancestry reports are due and zach is like half-asking everything he he doesn't really do the research where lisa finds out lisa turtle finds out that her great great grandfather abraham turtle which that's his name would not be abraham turtle no no it was a famous uh um, slave who escaped and then helped run the Underground Railroad.
1: Like, sounded pretty heroic, did all these, like, great things. Like, like
0: he shot, like, a slave driver. Like, yeah, he's... Solomon Northrop yeah, from 12, say, like, years, 12 years, of... years a Slave. He he's like Django.
1: And then goes back. <laughs> Just to, like, help out people. Yeah, he's like
0: Django Unchained.
1: Oh, that'd be a cool spin off. <laughs>
0: Abraham Turtle Unchained um and then jesse finds out that so it's weird that we're focusing on zach this episode when last time we talked about specifically jesse because like that was jesse's song and jesse doesn't really do much in this episode except her great great ancestors were the people who tricked uh african um, african people onto boats and then sent them over to become slaves
1: yeah it's not a it's not a great subject yeah very touchy
0: and she like just glosses over it. She's like, "Yeah, my my people were shippers. They shipped uh, teas and spices and people." What?
1: Yeah. As soon as you were, you turn to me, and like, you get what's going on. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and the teacher's like, no, come on, elaborate on that. And she's like, okay, my they were slave traders.
0: <laughs> so here's my problem with this episode. Miss Wentworth, who is the teacher, gives like Jesse an A for just like rushing through her thing, and gives like Lisa an A, and gives screech an a we'll get to screech's thing but zach's first project is basically the same quality as theirs
1: yeah which is really i was like well why doesn't he get an a yeah because like He clearly gave the one who tried to wipe out her history yeah an a
0: (laughs) so um she's like you're not gonna get an a because what he does is he has screech come come up there and uh Present with him and Screech is making like a dumb Screech face, and then he has puts on lipstick under his eyes and on his forehead, and then gives him a little axe.
1: For a second, I thought it was gonna be so much worse. I thought he was gonna color in his face with the lipstick, and I was like, No, please, God, no. (laughs) It
0: it was still just as
1: bad. Yeah, no, it was still like,
0: Yeah, so the Miss Wentworth is like, No, you have to do this project, go see my friend Chief Henry, and then like. The next scene is Chief Henry and Zach meeting, and he's like, yo, Miss Wentworth said that, you know, you could help me out, and I, I don't want to do any work.
1: Yeah, it's also kind of weird because she's like, go meet my random friend you don't know anything about for work. Yeah, this is
0: code that. for, like, this is a guy who I call on, like, a Saturday night when I'm lonely and drunk. <laughs> Yet yeah. This guy is, like, her booty call then.
1: He's like, chief, I need you.
0: I'm so, won't we? <laughs> um, so, yeah, then Chief Henry is like, oh, so you're the white kid. Because <laughs> that's what he says. He's like, oh, you're the yeah. white boy who thinks he's an Indian. And I was like, wow, this was a different time. time. Yeah. And, um, oh, yeah, we also, the only person we never find out who their ancestor is is Kelly.
1: Yeah, no, she's completely glossed over in this yeah, episode. Yeah,
0: because, like, A.C. Like Slater, his... his Uh, great great grandfather was a bullfighter and that's when like Jesse has like a very dumb observation she's like that's not fair to the bull they don't have any weapons to defend themselves they have horns Horns. they have horns that's why they need a sword
1: yeah like if you look at the recent headlines matadors are like dying left and right because they keep getting gored by bulls (laughs) yeah so like yeah I mean it's a barbaric sport but still
0: so let's go back to Chief Henry's like I don't even want to say apartment, like, a rat hole that he's living in. Because this this room is, like, it's got a couch that clearly turns into a bed. And then, like, he has on, like, a rollaway hanger, like, all of his clothes <laughs> laid out. And then, um, I guess there's a hallway <laughs> that also... leads to a bathroom.
1: Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, there's a bathroom down there. And it just randomly... It's really a weird layout, and he has, uh, like, a wood shop also.
0: But... Yeah, but also where Zach walks through, it looks like it's a mechanics hall. Like Yeah. Yeah, so so Chief Henry's like, oh, so you, uh, I, uh I'm i happy to tell you everything about your family. And he's like, yeah, but I don't really want to do anything, so can you just give me something to read? It's like a three-minute project. So he gives him, like, basically half of a library.
1: Yeah, no, he, he gives him all of the literature he will ever need.
0: And Zach's acting like like oh my god this is the heaviest thing when he goes to tattle on the teacher, the mis- Mr. Belding. And Mr. Belding um so Mr. Belding on the on the show he borders on like inappropriate be- yeah. I'm, like you saw it, but but his involvement in these six privileged rich kids' lives
1: yeah, it's almost like he's living vicariously through their youth. Yeah. And also, he clearly has favorites.
0: Oh, he does. Like, what these kids can get away with is, like, murder. So so Zach's like, oh, man, Miss Wentworth's being mean to me. Look how much she gave me to read. And he then tries to, like, break his teacher's oath and, like, play favoritism to get Zach an extension. And then Zach, you know, it slips out that Zach had, like, a month to
1: get this done. Yeah, and... He tries to like, oh, but if you don't include weekends, it was less. And he's like, see, can't you see it from Zach's point of view? And the teacher's like, no.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, like, the school board should get involved and be like, uh, Mr.
1: Belding, you're fired. Are you having, like, relationships with these children? No, but we have several eyewitness accounts that you said you loved Zach in the hallway.
0: No. No. So, Zach actually has to do the project, goes back to Chief Henry. So, they've only he's only known Chief Henry for like half a day. He goes back that night, and then they become like super best friends over the course of two days.
1: They go to the beach together. Yeah,
0: they go to the beach together, boogie boarding, and Zach has the tiniest towel.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, yeah. Um, Chief Henry doesn't have a towel. How is he going to dry off? Zach, can we share that towel? <laughs> Gets lonely on the prairie. <laughs> so, Zach... Oh, okay, so it picks up with the next day of reports, and Screech... Okay, they're so mean to Screech. Like, I don't know why Screech was acting like an idiot in this episode, because I, I pointed out to you, he, he built, built a, a robot. robot. Like, he he knows the singularity he built a robot
1: you know it was a strange time for him we don't know his full story like samuel screech powers
0: and they they treat him like garbage like lisa turtle is always um awful to him but uh april richardson has pointed out she believes that like Lisa's, like, mean to him in public, and then, like, on, like, a lonely Friday night, she'll, like, make out with him at a party. <laughs> like, and, like, you don't tell anyone what we did. Sure, Alicia
1: <laughs> I feel kind of bad for him, just because he feels... He's just just used. Even Zach uses him. Oh, yeah, Zach uses
0: him all the time.
1: Um, neglecting the real-life actor, who I know all about because of tabloids and headlines... Dustin Diamond. Uh, I feel like if they did, like, give a 10-year-later thing, he would... I, I would hope that he led a successful life at something. <laughs> He's homeless on the street.
0: Well, no, on oh, say no. by the Bell, the new class, he becomes principal of Bayside. He becomes a an administrative teacher's assistant, and then he becomes Mr. Belding's assistant, and then he becomes Mr. Belding's like, assistant principal.
1: So he, he peaked in high school when he stayed there.
0: Which he didn't peak in high school. Poor Screech. Like, he didn't know... <laughs> No, he didn't do anything in high school.
1: You think Mr. Belding was actually Screech when he was younger?
0: Yeah, I 100% believe that Mr. Belding was Screech. So, yeah. So, so Screech is giving his report, and he f- tells everyone that his uh, great-great-grandfather was uh, like a Casanova, like this Italian lover. Which, Screech is Jewish. yeah. screech screech powers is jewish (laughs) like like and and they're they're like oh yeah your italian lover grandfather which is super inappropriate for school
1: yeah he goes around trying to solicit kisses and affection from the girls to the girls in class
0: yeah one is lisa who he always goes after and then like some new girl it would have made more sense if it was like jesse or kelly
1: yeah, and then the teacher's reaction. Uh, the teacher is so lonely. <laughs> so lonely, and she she kind of flirts a little bit with him. And then what does she say, Scott?
0: Oh, uh, well, are you? Do you mean? Oh, you're a pepperoni up the old block. Yeah, it's so, wow, it's really bad. Um, so then. Uh, Miss Wilmerth is like now it's time for Zach's presentation and Zach's now there and he then comes in in full red face he's in the like Indian robes but they're not like real Native American like robes they're like the equivalent of what you would see in like a movie like Dances with Wolves yeah. or like F Troop or <laughs> or like a bad sitcom in like the early 50s and. He has the red face on. He has like the markings and the headdress. And Lisa becomes the audience. She's like, "Oh man, we're not we're gonna fail. We're not gonna make it
1: to the to the track meet." Yeah, and he even plays into the that that outfit he's wearing because he, he he folds his arms, talks in the very <laughs> o- stereo st- racist voice.
0: Yeah, that's why I did that at the beginning of the yeah, episode. Yeah. <laughs> like so. And his report is kind of the same as his report before, except he actually knew who the tribe was. That's it.
1: And he threw in some theatrics.
0: No, he had the theatrics. Oh, yeah, he
1: did, yeah. He yeah. just
0: made someone else do the theatrics. So I don't see any correlation, like, any difference.
1: Yeah, no, it's just he was a little bit more composed.
0: It was more offensive in an educational way. Yeah.
1: Um. So,
0: yeah, he gets an A, and... And what's his name? Um, Mr. Belding is waiting out there. Like a lovesick like, schoolboy crush. He's like, did Zach do it? Please tell me he did it. <laughs> She's like, he got an A. He did really well. And he then
1: grapples him. He grapples him. And he's like, I love you, Zach. And he's like, and several of the other students are like near him or kids in the hallway. And they just like look at him and move away. Which is what they should be doing. Uh, and he's like, I mean... I like you.
0: As a friend. As a friend. I mean, good job, son. So, yeah, Mr. Belding, there needs to be an investigation on him.
1: He's very clearly just waiting outside of their classrooms, just in the window, peeking through. there. How's it going? (laughs) You getting A? (laughs) So, yeah, and then Zach calls
0: Chief Henry. So this is what I wanted to talk about on, like, not just this podcast, but, but, like, I want to do an entire month, which you won't be here for (laughs) sorry but this was a trope they did on tv shows they introduce like a kindly old neighbor grandparent friend and then as soon as you see them you're like oh they're gonna die because the next thing is he calls chief henry and he's like can i speak to chief henry which that's a sign right there you you should know right away like this guy lives alone
1: no one yeah yeah
0: no one should be answering that phone except for him
1: if he falls, he's done.
0: Yeah. Um. So he's like, oh, what happened to Chief Henry this morning? Like, this reminded me of the Oh, Hello, when they did the theater acting. Like, the Hello, Police, that's who you yeah, are. Yeah,
1: uh, it, it was definitely not, like, the strongest acting, because c- clearly no one was on that phone. Uh, but it was, was kind of like he was phoning in his performance as well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, your friend of Chief Henry's. Is he there? Is he okay? Oh no! And then, anytime something bad happens on Save the Bell, they always do this stinger music of bang to let you know. Oh, this isn't good. You should be feeling sad.
1: This character that you knew for like two scenes.
0: Yeah. Which, the that, that, oh my god, that's so stupid and crazy. Like, you don't know this person, this is a stranger. Oh, we didn't even go into the nickname that, that, um, Chief Henry gave Zach.
1: Running Zach.
0: Which is the name of the episode. Like, that takes, like, no, no effort whatsoever because Zach's great great grandfather's name was Whispering Wind. Which, a little better. <laughs> and so, yeah. Zack skips the pep rally. The next scene opens with pepper pep rally, and, and Slater, again, is captain. So he's the captain of the team, but he's not he's not the best runner. You did track, right?
1: Yeah, it's usually the, either the one who's the fastest or most responsible. And doesn't really seem like he's the most responsible.
0: He's a meathead.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. He's not leadership material.
0: Yeah, I mean... W- I mean, given the light of what's going on in the world and Hollywood, of all the scandals that are breaking loose, Mario Lopez had scandals. <laughs> like, yeah. We're not going to get into it, but like, yeah, he's... His character was always a bit of a meathead. Yeah. And, and Mario Lopez was friends with the guy who created Girls Gone Wild. I'll just leave it at that. Wow. <laughs> so... Yeah, he introduces Jesse. He's like, oh, my favorite baby mama or mama. He calls her mama or, like, babe. And she calls him a pig. And then they introduce Lisa. They say she runs like (sighs) Flojo. So, and then they're like, and now let's hear from our uh, most valuable player, Zach. Crickets. Like, he doesn't show up. And... Screech has another dumb line.
1: It's like, oh, he was so fast, I didn't even see him come in. And it's like, shut up, Screech.
0: Yeah, like, he's your friend. The, okay, there's a theory about Screech. There's a Tyler Durden theory about Screech. Oh, that
1: he's, act- like, Zack is actually just his imaginary friend?
0: Like, Zack is his, his imaginary counterpart. He's really that cool, but he has such a low opinion of himself. He thinks of himself, like, Ed Norton, where everyone else sees him, like Brad Pitt.
1: That would be cool.
0: yeah. Uh, Chris Hardwick brought that up on GoBay. I said, "So Kelly's like something's not right. Zach wouldn't miss being in the spotlight. I mean, she's nicer than that, but like the equivalent is like Zach is such a glory hog; he wouldn't miss this for like anything." So then, cut to Zach and Miss Wentworth are alone,
1: just c- sitting in a classroom.
0: A teacher and a student should never be alone, and the way they're acting is like they're so sad. <laughs> And this is another thing that Go I brought up. They probably like she was so lonely she just cougared him. <laughs> like they looked like they just had like a very sad relationship.
1: Don't t- don't tell your girlfriend about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then Kelly comes in, and when she walks in, they're like, "Oh, Kelly." <laughs>
1: Something's going on.
0: Yeah. No. She's like, "Oh, what's what's wrong?" And she's like, "Oh, our our friend died. Chief Henry died." And she's like, "I'm so sorry. Are you gonna be at the meeting?" It's like, "No. How dare you?" Okay. First off, pump the brakes, champ.
1: You only knew him for two days.
0: Yeah. You knew him for a hot minute. And someone's death like shouldn't be affecting you this much. It's awful and it's sad that he died. But your character in a sitcom written by formerly blacklisted writers. Yeah. <laughs> your life isn't that hard. <laughs> Any other observations on that scene?
1: I mean, other than the fact that that prior when they go to the beach, I don't know what happened on the beach.
0: Like, how did they bond? Like, the, they probably boogie boarded, told him stories. They probably split a corndog, then made sweet, sweet love on that that beach. beach. (laughs) Like, it's not like, it's not like, uh, what's the movie I'm thinking of? Oh, it's not like they have, like, a Shawshank Redemption, Red, and, like, Andy Dufresne, like, 19-year friendship in a prison. (laughs) Yeah, no. No, you knew this guy, he told you about your family, he died. The one person who should be affected the most is Miss Wentworth.
1: Who is... Uh, I? She said this like, oh, it's a colleague of mine. A friend of mine. Friend. Maybe both.
0: <laughs> a gentleman lover.
1: Ooh.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's not to be loved about Chief Henry? He had cut-off jean shorts, and he uh, had that tank top with... He had
1: that long hair with the bald spot on top.
0: <laughs> yeah, Chief Henry has, like, a line where, um, Zach's like, I don't understand why, um... The settlers and the Native Americans couldn't get along. And he's like, why can't the lion get along with the gazelle? Why can't, you know, the Israelis get along with the Arabs? Why can't I get along with my ex-wife? Chief Henry.
1: <laughs> Clearly he has lived a sad life. He's
0: lived a very sad life. Um. So then, like, Mr. Belding is trying to keep his, like, shit together. He's, like, a little upset He's like, come on, guys, don't be upset. Zach's not going to be here. But before, we're going to do a memento. We're going to go back a little bit. Zach had a dream that night.
1: As soon as he was in his bed, like, tossing to I'm like, oh, no. This is not going to be one of those, like, dream sequences, is it? And he's like, yep, it is. (laughs) So who shows up? Chief Henry in a nice, trim, white suit. He looks like Colonel Sanders. He does.
0: He looks like Colonel Sanders. Or, like, there was this really bad Steve Martin movie. In the early '90s, called *Leap of Faith*, where he plays like an evangelist, um, like a preacher on TV, (laughs) and he wore like a suit like that,
1: like a white suit. And at the end of the movie, bow tie and everything.
0: Well, he was wearing a bolo tie.
1: Yeah, Chief Henry was.
0: Yeah, Um, but Steve Martin in *Leap of Faith*, at the beginning of the movie, is wearing like a white suit. (laughs) At the end of the movie, it's a white suit covered in like diamonds are like bedazzled
1: so he's a rhinestone cowboy he
0: literally yeah and i actually think no never mind i thought the guy who made rhinestone made that movie he didn't um so chief henry shows up looking like steve martin he's like hey sleeping zach
1: and he doesn't really give him much sage-like advice other than he's like do whatever you want man
0: Yeah, he shouldn't be like, uh, you shouldn't be sad that I'm dead. You didn't even really know me. I was a horrible man. I had a terrible drinking problem, and I beat people.
1: Yeah, no, he's like, I killed the man.
0: (laughs) Like, he didn't know Chief Henry at all. Chief Henry could have been, like, an awful person. This is another problem that I have with stuff like this, because, um, they're like, oh, he was such a good man. You didn't know him. You knew him for two days, and he was an acquaintance of your teacher this is where like a teacher having like gospel in a child's life
1: yeah for all you know she should she could have met him at like a prison she like taught him and the inmates
0: or like she could have picked him up at like country night at a bar (laughs) like they were line dancing together hey i like your moves hey i like you like Like, uh, your teacher is not a credible source for this
1: person no no
0: so he's like, hey, sleeping Zach, don't be so sad. I'm off to a better place. I'm going to get my wings. And his watch, his watch looked like Doc Brown's watch. I don't from- think
1: it's even a watch. It's like this giant jewel. It, it looked like the watch from Back to the Future Part 2.
0: It's like, Marty! <laughs> yeah. So um, then he wakes up. Oh, wait, no. Chief Henry goes... The answer you need is in your hands.
1: And Chief Henry fades away, and sure enough, Zach wakes up. He's got... Uh, we didn't talk about this. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chief Henry, like... Made him a
0: headband. Made him a headband. Made him a Native American headband. Um, which, Chief Henry had a line, he's like, I knew you'd be back, so I made this for you. First off, that looked like it took him, like, four days to make, like...
1: Oh, no, go ahead. Um, so, yeah, when, like, Zach walks into the first scene, he's already working on that. So unless he has, like, precognitive sight, I guess he was just waiting for a young, nubile man to come into his life.
0: <laughs> young, nubile man? Gross. So, um... <laughs> That's so gross. So, <laughs> Zach's like, oh... It's in my hand. Beat Valley is what it says on it. So, Zack must have had to go to bed with that in his hands. Like, he he must have been crying like, Oh, Chief Henry, we had such a beautiful time on that beach. I miss you and your soft hands. <laughs> and then he wakes up. He's like, oh, yeah, this was in my hand the, the whole time. <laughs> so then uh, that's when Mr. Belding's like, Hey, we all know, you know, Zack, Zack, he's dealing with a personal matter. We gotta give him the benefit of the doubt. And then Zach shows up, and everyone's like, "Woo, yeah!"
1: So much '90s.
0: Yeah, I mean, there isn't much to talk about in this episode except like it—it's alluded he's gonna go beat Valley now. Um, usually, they show the same stock footage of like a football game, and like, oh, you're probably wondering what happened to us in Valley. And then they show the same like play over and over again. They use that for like five years on the show.
1: They did because this one is just like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna go and then it's <laughs> Back. Just a hallway and then credits.
0: Yeah. So, um, how old do you think these actors were at the time?
1: Um, late teens, early twenties.
0: They were all age appropriate, so this is when they were supposed to be like sophomores, juniors. So they were about like sixteen. They were the correct age. Okay. Um, but. Yeah, so we have some time. Let's get into, you've never seen Saved by the Bell. I'm going to go over some episodes with you. There's an episode. So Kelly and Zach are dating at this time. They always have like an on-again, off-again thing. Because uh, originally um, Slater Slater was supposed to be the other love interest for Kelly. Like they were supposed to have a love triangle. And then Zach and um, Mark Paul Gosler and Mario Lopez were, like, super best friends. And they still are. And, like, they got along great that they made them best buddies. And gave him Jesse and gave Zach Kelly. So, there's an episode when um, Kelly and Zach are dating. They've been a couple. Zach falls in love with the school nurse. Oh. And then... Tells Kelly that maybe they should, like, you know, date, but also not be exclusive. And then that goes wrong.
1: Yeah, he kind of sounds like a...
0: But it gets worse. Then when they officially become a couple, they were together for, you know, a while. Zach, actually, she couldn't go to their their prom, their junior prom or sophomore prom or one of their many proms. And Zach builds a prom for her outside. They're in their, like, sweatpants. And he does something really nice. And they become a couple from that. Then a few episodes later. She falls in love with her boss at the max. Oh my god. And. <laughs> and cheats on Zack. And leaves him for the boss at the max. Poor and, Zach. Yeah poor Zack. And everyone's like oh man. Poor Zack. And then he acts like a total douche. Like. Some of the episodes are really weird. There, uh, There's a Don't Do Drugs episode where a Tom Cruise, like, actor um, does a PSA there and falls in love with Kelly. And then they're at a party. This is after they broke up, obviously. So they're at a party, and the guy goes, Hey, we're so glad you're here. And then his friend's like, Hey, man, smoke this joint and puts it, like, center stage of the camera. And Kelly's like ba-ba-ba um so yeah so that's like that's what this series is what did you think on your first viewing
1: um obviously i thought it was like a nickelodeon show at first uh and seeing it as like an NBC thing it, it almost seems like at points they're trying a little bit too hard with that generation but like i get that it has some really cool moments i'm sure there's some really great episodes that i haven't seen no there isn't nope? okay
0: it, like everything's a guilty pleasure like you had to grow up watching it like i started watching this when i was like seven on like tbs and like i would watch it when i'm sick and um uh so yeah it's like a chicken
1: soup show it's like a nostalgia
0: <laughs> yeah um would you recommend people
1: watch it uh not from my generation <laughs> no
0: no uh like got- if you
1: want to watch it for the comedic aspect of like how bad some of it is or like how phoned in some of it is then yes i would i would watch it if you're having like a rainy day and you want to make yourself laugh
0: okay so um for show purposes you you know what we do the bagel basket there's 13 bagels how many would you take out how many are left
1: Oh, God. Um, I kind of only want to give this two.
0: So you're taking out 11?
1: Yeah, I'm taking 11 bagels. Those are mine.
0: Why? Well, you have to give a reason why you're taking them out. Why? Why?
1: For one, obviously the fact that I've never grown up with this show is uh, one of the reasons. I know that's not a popular... Not going to win me brownie points. Um, I don't care. The other point is that it seems like they were really trying to go for something and have like this kind of touching episode about you know sins of the past or something like that, and it just fell through entirely.
0: Oh yeah, we skipped an entire part. Like Lisa and Jesse. She's Jesse feels so bad about her ancestors that that she's like, oh, let me carry your books. Let me do this for you, and she's driving her friend crazy. And the result, the end result is. Lisa goes, you want to pay reparations? You want to make it up to me? Buy me a car. And she's like, that's ridiculous. Why would I do that, Lisa? You're being ridiculous. And then they hug.
1: Yeah, they hug. It's completely resolved by that little interaction. It's like, oh, okay. Um,
0: So, yeah, I'm going to give this four bagels. There's like, there's nine missing. Um, I, I like the show more than you. It gets two extra bagels because of that nostalgia factor for me. But the whole, like, I'm taking out four alone for the whole. I hate the trope of, like, an elderly parent, uh, an elderly person comes into your lives and is going to change and make you a better person, and then they die. Um, another reason that I'm taking out The Bagel is the fact that Zach is a good student but gets, like, terrible grades. If he just applied himself, like, he did a really good job with his report. Like, they never play into that. Like, he got, like, a s- 1,500 on his SATs. So yeah. That's another reason and like just that whole like Miss Wentworth thing is just ridiculous. Like also how fast this show went, like there wasn't a much, there wasn't much for us to talk about. Yeah, like, nothing is
1: developed in this at all. Like
0: just him doing red face and him being super inappropriate at the beginning. That's all you can really talk about. So yeah. Um next week We've reached the end of the, the podcast. This one was actually a fast one. We all, we've only been talking for about like 38 minutes because yeah. um, there isn't much to talk about. But we have a lot to talk about next time. Cole's coming back, and then he's bringing my wife with him. Well, she's here right now. But uh, we're talking about the only Thanksgiving movie we can possibly talk about because there's only one. We're talking about Planes, Trains, and Automobiles to end Thanksgiving month. Um, so, until next time, I'm Scott Kerland. I'm Dwight Stearns, is what you would normally hear. So, stay swift, you guys. Bye. <laughs>